Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. You know, part of what makes someone have executive presence is the way they react to certain situations, right? When things are running really well and there's nothing any anything particularly stressful, right? It doesn't even seem like you need that much executive presence. It's really in those moments of stress uh, and difficulty where you can really see the difference between people who have great executive presence and people who just have a title but perhaps don't have as much executive presence. And I learned something very important about this uh, let me share with you a story about how this came about. So one day, uh, several years ago, uh, my wife and I and my young, very young son at the time were shopping, just doing our uh, sort of weekly or monthly shopping at Target, I think we were at. And typically when we go to this particular shopping, um, we often get something, some takeout to eat. Uh, because it's a little bit late in our schedule and we have to put our son to sleep. Uh, so we typically figure, you know, we'll order something. So that night we're like, okay, let's get gyros or gyros, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, and we go to order and we're trying to figure out what to order. And it's taking too long for my taste to figure out what the order is. And when I say too long, I'm talking like maybe two minutes, right? I'm not talking about 20 or 30 minutes. So in the grand scheme of things, when cooler heads prevail, it's not really a big deal. But I'm really getting bent out of shape and I'm getting upset that I just, maybe I was hangry, right? Maybe I was hungry and angry. I just wanted to eat. I'm not sure what it was. And I'm getting visibly upset and I'm getting kind of snippety. And at one point, my wife just stops me and looks at me and says, why are you so angry? And I kind of stopped and I thought about it and I turned to her and said I don't know I just am <laughs> so long story short we were, we were able to get the order in and you know we we got the food and everything you know was was quote-unquote I'm using air quotes fine um, but a week or two later I was in the library with my son and we were you know looking through the stacks and I on the shelves you know how sometimes they prop books up on the shelves there was a book in bright red letters, never get angry again. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is a sign. I need to read this book <laughs> for my sanity and, and for the health of uh, my marriage. And, and at some point in the title, there's like a, like a pencil scribbling it out, like how you scribble something out when you're really angry. So this book was just unbelievably fantastic. It's uh, by Dr. David Lieberman, who I was actually fortunate enough to have as a guest uh, on my podcast, Why It Works, who did an amazing episode on anger. So if you want to learn more about um, you know, anger and how it works, uh, I would recommend that episode. And he just does an amazing job sharing that. What I want to do is just share one piece of what I learned from his book and the podcast, which relates to executive presence and how you react as a leader in those difficult situations. So what Dr. Lieberman shared is how your perspective takes shape and how you make decisions in life. 
And what he says is, when you're making any decision in life, there are three particular things that may be guiding that decision. The first is you can choose what feels good, right? You can choose the easy thing, the pleasurable thing, right? Two, the second thing you can do is you can choose what makes you look good. That's more the ego-driven thing. It's what society expects you to do. It's what's going to give you the most applause. So that's the second choice. So you can do what feels good, and what feels good may be to do nothing at all or take the lazy way or, or take the shortcut. You can choose to do what makes you look good, which is more of an ego-driven thing. And the third choice you can make is you can choose to do what is good or right. The ethical or right thing to do. And often, that isn't that doesn't feel good, right? It's not easy to do. And sometimes it doesn't make you look good. Sometimes it makes you look bad with a lot of people or makes you very unpopular with people. But you can still choose to do it because you know deep down inside something is telling you that that is the good and the right thing to do. And importantly, what Dr. Lieberman shares is we gain self-esteem only when we make responsible choices and do what is right. Think about times where you've just given in and done what feels good instead of what you should do. How do you feel the next day, right? When the, when the easiness or the pleasure wears off, how do you feel the next day or the next week or the next month about your decision? Or do you have to convince yourself or do something to help you forget it, right? Because you're embarrassed and you don't really want to think about it. Or think about what you do, think about how you feel when you choose what makes you look good, right? What your parents want you to do, what your partner or spouse wants you to do, what your friends want you to do, what society makes you, wants you to do. How do you feel when you follow that decision instead of doing what you know is right for yourself? And finally, think about how you feel when you choose to do what is good or right, regardless of how other people feel, regardless of the ease or the comfort on you. How do you feel in terms of self-esteem and your ability to look yourself in the mirror and hold your head up high? And this is really important in terms of executive presence, right? Because people can sense when you're choosing, are you choosing to do the right thing or are you just choosing to do the easy thing or the popular thing or the pleasurable thing? So as you go through the day, when you have chances to lead, right? When people are looking for you to lead, I want you to just take a moment and pause. And you don't even have to do this out loud. You don't have to write it down, but just think. You know, there's three choices. Am I doing what feels good? Am I going to do what makes me look good? Or am I going to choose to do what is good and right? So I just want to give a special thanks of appreciation to Dr. David Lieberman. His book is so amazing. I recommend it to everyone, whether um, you're dealing with anger like I was or not, or just in general about perspective and psychology. It's an amazing read. I highly recommend it. It was um, one of the best books I read that year. I took copious notes. I mean, I normally take notes on books, but for his book, I just went crazy. There was so much wisdom and so much good 
advice in there. I'll share a link in the show notes about the book. Um, if you do read it um, and you have your own impressions, I would love for you to share your response on Anchor FM. Please leave a voice message. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor, and thank you for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. Hello and welcome to the 60th episode of Executive Presence Morsels. If you're joining us today, I am so excited that you are here. We've reached 60 daily episodes delivered every weekday at 7 a.m. to help you get more executive presence. It's an important milestone, and that means I only have roughly 200 more episodes to record for you. That was my commitment for the year to do a full year every weekday, which works out to roughly 261 weekdays, depending on the year. So super excited. I just wanted to acknowledge that and say thank you for your support. I really appreciate you listening, uh, sending in messages, and asking questions. So today, we're going to talk about a way to better connect for executive presence. And this specifically has to do with the sixth degree of executive presence, the state of being of being engaged, right? And I often use the metaphor of the gears, right? When the gears are connected and engaged, that means as each gear turns and moves, Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.